You are now listening to Between Us Girls, the podcast, where we discuss life's fuckeries and then some over wine. Hey, this is Michelle, and welcome to our show. Danielle. Jen. And this is Between Us Girls. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us. Um... If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Just search Between Us Girls. Uh, social media, Facebook, Between Us Girls, the podcast, Instagram, Between Us Girls podcast, and Twitter, Girl Talk and Wine. We're going to do a super fan shout out to Miss Misty Williams. Hi, Misty. <laughs> Hi, Misty. Thank you, you so you much. Time, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much for always keeping it 100 and supporting us. Definitely. Uh, we have a guest this episode. Uh, Danielle Metcalf, better known as Miss Hitch, is an authoress and mental toughness coach, as well as a matchmaker. Uh, she's currently changing lives in California and has recently released a book called Why Married Men Cheat. We're so excited to have her on our show, and we're going to pick her brain a little bit to find out what makes her tick before we jump into panel today. Welcome, Miss Hitch. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, so let's just jump right in. What is a mental toughness coach? Um, Good question. A mental toughness coach, um, what we do is we make people think is what we do. We exercise the brain and make people responsible for who they are. A mental toughness coach is a lot different from just a regular life coach. Okay, let me explain that. Uh, A lot of people get mental toughness coaching mixed up with life coach, with, you know, life coaching, into which uh, we really don't believe in you being able to, or anyone being able to actually coach anyone's life. But we think that if we can teach you to coach yourself from a psychological standpoint, from the mind down, then and get you to thinking, critical thinking on a higher level. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Well, let me ask you: When do you first uh, realize that you had a talent for matchmaking? Um, it wasn't necessarily the talent for matchmaking. Um, you know, my matchmaking is I do mind making. That's mm. the thing. I match. I match mindsets. And I match mine. You know, I had a talent for matchmaking when I mismatched myself with my ex husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. When it was a mismatch, okay, then I knew I had a talent for it. Matchmaking, okay? You mm-hmm. know what I'm um, You know, you have to match mindset. And you can't, you know, and it, 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 it's just mindset. You have to, you, you have to match mindset. Okay. And then mental toughness, and then mental toughness is a process where clients learn to control and compartmentalize and manipulate your emotions. We help you open up the window to your mind. The mm-hmm. questions, beliefs, and suggestions we use as a starting point to help you reveal yourself to you. I ask critical thinking questions designed to really make you think and think about what you're thinking about and your thoughts. How your thoughts are are, are impacting your performance on a daily basis. 
My overall goal as a mental toughness love coach is what I specialize in is to build a mental, emotional blueprint of the individual I'm coaching so that they can directly and indirectly start to coach themselves. Mm. Each, person is, each person is different with their own set of beliefs, philosophy, dreams, habits, thoughts, process, etc. But I, and then, you know, being a mental toughness coach, we don't coach everybody the same way. You know, people have ladies like, all right, we got three ways, we got five ways to do this, we have seven ways to do this, when it's, you know, everybody is different. And you have to design a blueprint to cater to the person that's exactly in front of you. Mm-hmm. I pride myself on my clients being exposed to world-class thinking. That's very important. You get them exposed to a higher level of thinking, world-class thinking, so that they can understand themselves and why they may not be getting the results or desires that they might need out of life. We not only talk about goals, but, you know, I hold my clients accountable to achieve their goals and accountable to them, what they do and what they say. And mental toughness is the difference between winning and losing. Well, for our male listeners, are you single or not? (laughs) Yes, I'm currently single uh, right now because... uh, you know, I, I, I date the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say we put your um, your flyer out for your book on a couple of Facebook groups, and a lot of people were like, that white dress. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and, yeah, that I got a... Yeah, a couple people were like, um, can you ask her where she got that dress from? Because I'm going to need that in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I got some filthy rags. Most of my clothes come from filthy rags. They're a big sponsor of this picture. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Oh, filthy rags. everyone knows. Yeah, filthy rags. Okay, keep me conservatively filthy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like, like that. that. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, can you tell us a little bit more about your book and what maybe prompted you to write it? for people who don't know the backstory. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I know that the subject is such a big subject uh, out here, such a huge subject, social media, and just in, you know, people's day-to-day lives about cheating, men cheat, men cheat, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so many people that are extremely bitter out here, you know, that have gone through cheating experiences. Um, I did, I wrote the book, and, of course, I interviewed real men who were in real relationships, and they told their story on why they did what they did. I just did a positive spinoff uh, to the ladies on the end because I was in a 12-year relationship and was married to my ex-husband. And he, you know, he cheated. He was married but still single. He still pretty much did what he wanted to do. However, uh, the book was written so that people can learn, and it's an educational piece to get better and not get bitter. We can't let one person come into our lives and ruin our entire DNA, spirit, or soul. Mm -hmm. People are who they are. They're going to be who they're going to be. They're going to do what they are going to do. It doesn't matter who you are to them. They're going to be who they are to them, period. Right. So not the purpose of the book was, you know, like I said, educational piece, not to internalize or take personally what someone else behave, what someone else's behavior is, or what someone else is actually doing to you. Okay. Well, in the book, you talk a lot about self-love. Have you always been such an advocate for self-love, or did it take you some time to get there? Um, I've always been an advocate for self-love um, because if you 
get you, then you can't get to the next. You can't actually really say that you love someone else. Mm -hmm. If you don't love yourself first, and how can you actually extend that to someone else? It's not real. You know, like I said, I'm a mental justice coach. You know, we gotta be, you know, we have to put it back on ourselves. Everything that I went through in that relationship, it was okay. Because once I took responsibility, even though I knew I was in the right, then I put it back on myself. I always learned something. And learning something for me and myself, that's what self-love is. It's, you know, me first, me learning first that I can be the best that I can for someone else. I divorced my husband and I coached him through his divorce and I was divorcing him. Wow, that I is awesome. I was coach while he was going through the divorce because I knew that the person that I was, I remained me. I didn't change the good person that I am that I was and, you know, continue to grow just because someone else's behavior. That didn't have anything to do with me so that I was a good person still in the relationship when we were in it, and I remained that so I could extend a hand and coach him through his divorce because he needed it at the time, and that's just who I am. You know, I read that in the book, and my thought was, does this woman have the patience of Job or what? Like, because, like, how do, <laughs> like, how do you actually coach somebody through a divorce when you're also going through the same divorce yourself. Like, that was really interesting to me. And it was like, this woman has to be, like, strong as hell. Like, how do you even do that? Well, you know, it goes back to the self-love. Right. Uh, one thing I do is, you know, when it was time for me to exit, when I knew that, you know, the expiration date had come up, um, I knew who I still remained me, you know. I didn't change me, and I don't let other people dictate dictate my behavior and change who I am. I knew what I was to him. I knew who I was. And I knew that when I exited, unfortunately, he just didn't get it at the time. But when I knew when I exited myself out of his space, that it was going to create a huge void. Because when I, I'm a mental toughness coach, I am anybody like that I normally come into, I'm going to impact you in some kind of way. And I knew my impact was still large even though, to him, even though he had a certain type of behavior. I used to coach him in a relationship, too, and tell him, like, you don't think you got a sexual addiction, all this porn, you have a problem? But he just didn't get it at that time. And obviously, from now, it just wasn't meant for him to get it because then I wrote the book and I signed off on it. Right. The end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question about some of your interviewees. How did you get these men to open up so candidly? Like, some of their stories. Uh, Danielle wants to know if you have Oprah interview skills. Right. Because she said, did any of them cry? Everybody say that. It's because I offer, you know, with, with anybody that's in front of me, like I say, first of all, you know, I'm a mental justice coach, so I definitely, um, it's very important for me to practice what I'm, you know, out here preaching per se or coaching. And also, when you offer someone a non-judgmental atmosphere of comfort and build an instant rapport with them, then they open up to me like, it, I can, I, that's what I do. You know, it's like that's, that's, that's in me. You know, that's who I am. 
and they opened up and a lot of them said you know was thanking me after they actually got to tell their story and um they was grateful just to tell their story like i say in a non-judgmental atmosphere because men want to talk as well and get things off of their chest it's unfortunate that nobody's really talking to anybody nobody's really asking any questions you have to ask questions to men all of the men except for my cousin i asked in there every last one of them in that book did your ex-wife know any of this the answer to your question is no so here i am Someone, you know, these are men that have been married 20 years, 15, 10, you know, long periods of time, and their wives never knew the way that they were actually feeling and why they did what they did. It's always a cause for a behavior. You can't just go in someone's life and just start to punish the behavior without knowing the actual cause. Right. Um, well, the guys in the book give different reasons for why they cheat. You know, is there anything yes. we can do as women to prevent them from cheating? I mean, because a lot of it is, oh, I was bored, or she didn't give head, or whatever. So it's like, you know, every day isn't going to be exciting with your partner. Is there anything we can do? Uh, you know what? I, I do believe that it, 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 that's a two-sided, it's a two-sided story. Now, let me give you answer number one. Now, if there's anything you can do, now, some men are just not loyal, Some men just did not grow up when they turned 18. They just turned 18, and they forget to grow up to become and grow into a loyal man. If you have to show up loyal already, I'm not going to show up and just be loyal to you. I'm loyal to everything and everybody around me and what I do. You just can't show up in my life, and all of a sudden, now I'm loyal to you. So if it's not already in that man to be loyal, then nine chances out of ten, he's going to continue to do what he was and what he become before you even met him. That's number one, and that's what people don't understand. I was loyal because I would we should know. That's not it. We have to become these things and not do these things. You have to become a loyal person, not like, oh, I showed up and I'm loyal to you. No. Mm -mm. You have to, just like people say, I'm I'm looking for love. You're not looking for nothing. You have to become love. Love has to become a part of you, who you are, your makeup, your DNA. It's not something we do. It's not a process because we do our jobs every day. So you go to work 9 to 5, they call you at 6 o'clock, they can't call you because you're off. This is something I do. It's not who I am. Number two, yes, in a sense, uh, ladies, there is something. If you are in a relationship and, you know, I coach a lot of women, and I notice a lot of women, they do. They get lazy. They get stale. They don't want to put on a lingerie. They want to come to bed every night with that scarf on. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, get caught up in the bills and the kids and the rapture of that life. And they forget that they have a man laying there who needs them because men are just as scorn and thirsty as women. They try to put it out there on us, but they are even worse. We don't know that. We don't see that because we're not really talking to them and asking them questions, how they feel, how they're doing, what's going on on the inside of them. So we can definitely, on that other note, you know, keep up your bargain in your part. Create your relationship to every day is a great day. We know it's going to bring what life is, but always just try to find the upside in every situation because life is going to be a downside. Mental toughness coaching, we coach the downside. We coach people because we know the storm is coming. 
Not the rah-rah motivational. I'm not here. We don't give motivational speeches. That's not what we're about. We're here to get you where you need to be and get you right. Because life is not always a motivational speech. But if you are, if you know that and you understand that, then you can operate on a higher thinking level and a higher plane. So on that note with that, a lot of women do have to keep up their bargain and not just get tired, lazy, and not pay attention and be just as attentive to that man and vice versa when you first met him. Whatever you did to get him, do the same thing to keep him. Okay. Uh, well, that's interesting that you that you said that because we wanted to ask you, you know, in the book you said the objective is to get women to wake up out of their delusional state. So yes. do, do you really think that women are delusional when it comes to love? Absolutely. I mean, I talked to so many of them. The perspective is off. The delusion is, is, is totally there. You have to check yourself, you know, at the door with delusion because a lot of women do in a, a month, two-month, three-month relationship. Oh, we in love. We love each other. I want to get married. I want to commit. Commit to who? Commit to what? You don't even know. I have. When I ask these women questions about the man that they're dating or they think that they're in a relationship with, then they can't even ask half the questions. And I'm like, you didn't ask him this. You didn't ask him that. So what are you actually in love with? Your right. feelings, feelings are delusional. Feelings don't really exist. We create them in our mind, and we have something in our mind that we created that's not real. Women don't come down a bit and look at exactly who's in front of them and know who exactly you're dealing with. We have this delusional thing in our head on what we think something should feel like and something should look like when we really don't know. How do you know what it looks like? How do you know what it's supposed to feel like? Okay, and that leads into my next and last question. That was a really good point, though, by the way. Um, so when men and women relationship hop or rush into a relationship, is that a, as a sign of a serious lack of emotional maturity, or, or is it just people who love love? It's not people who love love. It's not the love love. Love is what it is. And it's not that you love love. You're just trying to go jump into a relationship. Love is so watered down. Love is in, in, in many, many different facets. It's not that just I want to go jump in a relationship with a man because I love love. Or I want to jump so quick. But let me just go get into life. We, you, you, we have to become love all across the board. And when you do that, and then when you do, you jump too fast. Anything quick, fast, and hurt. You don't ask questions. And then we put unlimited expectations on people and not even knowing if they can handle it. Okay, you jump in a relationship with somebody today, you don't even know if the bills pay, if it's credit, you don't know if he did to get along with his mother. It's like, I mean, just all of that. Do we even have a bank account? Do we have, I mean, it just it's the facet, the real things in life that we're supposed to look at is if we claim we're trying to get into something and we want to commit. Just like I said, you know, the other day, we want these uh, uh, McDonald men. I go to this drive-thru, I pull up, I pay here, and they're going to drop my man in the bag right on at the next window. And not just say, okay, well, let me pull back, let me just date externally, let me ask questions, let me just at least see who this person is. The, 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 the cheating and bad relationships out here is an is a epidemic out here. It is like a plague, like cancer. I hear just the old bad relationships all the time. I rarely get somebody say, I mean, well, unless I coach them through it or, <laughs> or I put them together, okay? They rarely say that they're in a... Uh, 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 oh, I'm a happy relationship that we're having. You know, we make so many excuses on life on, oh, well, life, every every relationship has problems. There's obviously people like, no, that's just an excuse. 
there's no real such thing as problems. There's little situations that you go through that you handle them, you solve it, and you keep going. If you and people don't create a relationship, relationships are to be built. People talking about they in three months relationship, you ain't built for nothing. I mean, you gotta go through a ninety day uh, 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 on a job. Uh, right, you ain't made it through your probation yet. <laughs> I mean, and then you in a relationship for three months. How does that work? What type of relationship? What did you build on? We're not building on anything. We're not building on each other. It's just like we together. What does that mean? We go together. together <laughs> like <laughs> some kids. <laughs> I know some, I, I get with these people in these relationships. They five or six years. Y'all still live in the same little old apartment, huh? You ain't built on nothing, huh? Mm, all right. <laughs> well, he on top of you, huh? Okay. Stand in the bag. He bought his bag over there and he's living with you. Got it. All right. He so brought his bag. <laughs> Man in the bag. You, all you bought was your bag. Because when I put you out, you're just taking your one bag. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you have? What are you building on? What are we building together? If you learn how to get into a situation and build together and build on one another, then you've built and invested in a relationship. Now there's an investment there. Now we have something else to work toward other than I'm going through his phone. I'm going through his email. Who are you talking to? Where are you at? Oh, it's 9.02. You said you were going to be here at 9 o'clock. All that old nonsense. Where's the, you get in a relationship with people to do what? Just to be with somebody? It's a lot of meaningful relationships that are unplanned, not on purpose, and they're not building on anything. He's laying up with each other. That's it. He's going to work. You go to work. 9 to 5. Come on. Build. That same old uh, uh, dance cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, we have good. to get a different perspective. <laughs> there has to be a different perspective on what a relationship is. If it's a relationship, we relate to one another, mm-hmm. and we both about to get on this ship, and we about to make it happen. We relate to one another and get on a ship. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. And not just jumping into quick, fast, and a hurry just because of your little feelings. Because that's all people got to go on is they little feelings. Girl, you just rough. Feelings you. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be real that you're going on. We're committing to feelings. We're not committing. You have. You can't commit to feelings. Yeah. You, you have to commit to something. I'm like, well, what are you commit to? You ready what? What, what did you commit to? Because the way he made you feel? Are you kidding me? That doesn't even exist. Girl, you is rough out here real. in these that's streets. That's <laughs> Oh, wow. We really appreciate you for coming on to our show and tell us all about your book. I will say that um, I really did like how um, your book, how it tells the guy's perspective of cheating, and then it goes into how you can kind of combat, uh, combat against that. Like, I really did like um, that setup of the book. The woman. The woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I really the did positive, like that. The positive spin-off. Yeah, just yeah, the positive yeah. spin-off. Because there's a pro and con to every situation. There's a positive spin-off and there's a negative. We're not giving the, the cheaters in the book an excuse. However, we are, but it, there's still always something that we can do to better ourselves, make ourselves better. I did that with my ex-husband. Even though he did this, I still, you know what I did? That's why I'm this hitch today. I earned this position. I, I, I gained wisdom in a situation that wasn't looking so grand, okay? But I still put it back on me to see what I can learn, but it made me better. So I was growing in that relationship. So if you can't grow with me, you can't go with me. Mm-hmm. So he got left behind. Yeah. Yeah. So That's t- behind. So tell our listeners mm-hmm. how they can reach you. Your listeners can definitely reach me at uh, com, as well as all of my social media handles is at mshitch.com. Uh, 
time. And I'll be speaking. I'm on my way to the uh, the second annual Love Fest today. They're going to speak to them and drop a little wisdom on them too. Okay. Uh, I'll be dropping gems everywhere, right? Uh, like there. Salt Bay. We have to have a relationship authority out here that's really telling the real and the true. I don't get into your little feelings and your little love and y'all this little stuff. We got to be real with this. If you want to live a happy, whole, real life and real relationship, number one, come to Miss Hitch. Number two, I will coach you all the way through it on a real note so that we you get out of your delusion and you're not chasing something that doesn't even exist or something that's not real. It's so you guys know, I'm sure you guys know, I know this is a, a total epidemic out here on what people are doing and jumping in these relationships and thinking you're in one. You're not in a relationship. You haven't created nothing. Relationships are to be built and created. Yes. Love true that. tea, true. <laughs> well, again, we thank you for coming on, dropping your gems on us, getting us out of our state of delusion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fix it. There's so many of them. No way. All right. You have a great day. Okay. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So what are we sipping on today? We are sipping on Charles Shaw Blend 2015 Chardonnay. It is 12.5% alcohol, and it is from the famous... Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I asked the question. I was like, is it really from Trader Joe's? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. They can't put their brand on it if it's not. Oh, Otherwise, it's Trader Joe's. Oh, it's going to be like, where all my money was Where my money right. at be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so today in our panel, we're going to talk about two topics. Why men and women struggle with intimacy. And then also... We're going to give a few relationship tips to keep your love alive in honor of Valentine's Day. Happy Ooh. Valentine's Day. Where what the fuck is did that? that? Ooh, I didn't sing last episode. Okay. You <laughs> did at the end. Is that, but is that, that a wasn't song? A, that wasn't a song. That was a rap. Okay, so sing. And I, and I created it. You create. Oh. You want me to sing something? Yeah, sure. Is that an original? Something, something was, for Valentine's. Yeah. So sing something Valentine's Day. This is for the lover in you. <laughs> this is. Come on, Howard. I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> you just this know that part. That's it. It's, it's gonna, gonna last forever. I never <laughs> met a girl. Oh, no. Cut. <laughs> This is why we don't allow this, y'all. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Anyway. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome for that A and B selection. Hey. (laughs) I almost went again, but I'm not. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm not going to do it. Okay. So let's talk about intimacy. I mean, what is intimacy? Uh, I think that first we need to distinguish between intimacy and sex. You know, like, because a lot of people think that they are synonymous, like they were one and the same, and they're not. Um, Intimacy is when you are completely transparent with another person in your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, and your beliefs. And sex is a reflection of intimacy. It's like the icing on the cake. Okay, so what about sex without intimacy? Then that's just like boning, right? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Legs up, 
That's it. That's Pharma, your Net- Pharma, That's a that's your Netflix and chill, dude. Yeah, right? yeah. That's about it. You know, this guy I know. Actually, I think you might know him, uh, Carlton Skinner from MBMP. Mm-hmm. Why you gotta be like? Why you gotta say names? Uh, because I don't care. Okay. And also, um, okay. So he used to say, "Into me, I see." When he talked about intimacy, because it's like you really see into a person. That's like so hotepish. It is hotepish. Like it's but third it's, eye. Yes. <laughs> but if you turn but it on, a lot of people don't know the difference between intimacy and sex. Like they don't they correlate one with the other, and it's not the same thing. Pause. Did you say decorrelate? <laughs> I didn't say decorrelate. I said it correlates. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I said. They it correlate, oh, okay. not do correlate. <laughs> they correlate. Okay, okay. My bad, Jen. I'm sorry. Kiss my ass. Okay. Okay. Hate this bitch sometimes. But real talk, a lot of people do feel like, oh, well, we're intimate. But that's that's I guess that's society's fault because they say intimate. Oh, we were intimate. Were you intimate? That means were you naked together? Were you boning? That's not intimacy, you know. So. Danielle, do you have some tips on intimacy, how to be more open? Um, because I'm such an open individual. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that the first thing is like, you know, in AA, you have to recognize that you have a problem. Right. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michelle, and I have trouble with intimacy. I mean, you have to take a hard look at your past and evaluate everything, mm-hmm. you know, to see where did it begin. At what point did I start to have this insecurity or this problem with wanting to allow myself to be open? And once you sort of pinpoint that, then you can start to correct it and see, like, the error of your ways, so to speak. Um, And then you have to, like, sort of allow yourself time to heal from it. Like, you, you recognize that you have a problem, you acknowledge it, and then you say, okay, I'm going to fix it. These are all the things that I did wrong, and now I want to do better, right? Right. And so you have to, like, forgive yourself. Because if you don't forgive yourself, then you're just going to keep dragging it along all the time. Yes, that's where the baggage comes from. Yeah, right. Yeah, everybody comes with baggage, but how big is your bag, though? Right. And how much of it is self-inflicted? Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we, we all have issues. We come from childhood with, with issues. But there are things that you can forgive, like Danielle said, and let go. It's all about just, you know, getting to the point where you're ready to just release that shit. Because you don't have to carry that shit around with you. All right. I mean, and then you have to, like, face your fear head on. You know, <laughs> why are you breathe like that? I know. What is that? What is, I mean, if, if that's your fear of intimacy, it's like your fear of maybe... You know, of heights or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, like I actually have a fear of heights. Do you? I do. And um, Can so you jumped off that cliff. I was just about to say, for me to jump off that cliff in Jamaica, like that was a huge thing. I stood up on that cliff for like 30 minutes before, <laughs> before jumped. I jumped. Like seriously, no lie. Like the dude so no one like, had to push you. No, nobody had to push me. But the dude was like, "Are you gonna that jump or not?" Made it worse, <laughs> like you gonna yeah. jump because you need to get out the line. Yeah. Like you. <laughs> And That's real good, though. Yeah, so, that. I mean, like, but that was, like, one thing that I, re- that was on my bucket list. That was yeah. one thing I really wanted to do. So it's like, you know, I cannot come to Jamaica again and not jump. Was Is it the bucket list as far as something you just wanted to do or just to conquer that fear? 
Um, just something that I wanted to do. I have like a whole list of bucket stuff that I want to do. And jumping off a cliff in Jamaica was actually on my list. So, I mean, and that, that cliff was like 30, 30, 35 feet high. And jumping down was just like, oh my God, I can just it imagine. was like the longest jump. I was like, am I ever going to hit the water? <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. I remember thinking that as I was, I was like, I, I, I'm still falling. Why am I still falling? Like, you know, so, I mean, you have to kind of face your fears head on with intimacy if that's what you want. You know, like you have to recognize, you know, I want to be in an intimate relationship. And so you have to face your fear of that. So it's like, if that's what you really want, you have to tackle it head on and allow yourself to just go ahead and be vulnerable. Because, I mean, I know that that's scary to be vulnerable, to open yourself up to somebody completely. I mean, it is. It is, because yeah. that means that all the bullshit and all the good and all the bad, you, first of all, before you can get to the point where you have to be vulnerable with other people, you have to start to say, I accept myself for yeah. all the negative shit. You know, I might be a bitch. I'm flawed here. I'm flawed here. I'm this way and that way. I love myself. All of this. I'm fat. Whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? I think it's a long time. Well, before, but you still love yourself even yeah, though you're so heavy. I do. Before you can say, I'm going to be open and vulnerable with this person that I'm trying to be with, you have to get there with yourself. And that is very scary for people too, to accept all those bad things because. I guess, I don't want to say it's American culture, but it's people, period. It's like, well, let me fix it instead of accepting it. Yeah. I'm going I'm to try to fix this. You think it's American culture? I don't, I don't know. I mean, because I don't really know. I'm not sure, Jenna, but I know that people we know are American, and they're the ones who fucking <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I'm just saying, Smart though, it's like instead of accepting whatever it is, you're like, I'm going to work on it, and then I'm going to date somebody. I think that's a human trait, though, yeah. to be, like, inherently afraid of allowing somebody in and, and letting them know the true you because will they still accept me mm-hmm. for who but, I am? Yeah, for who I am. Mm-hmm. But when you fully accept yourself, it really doesn't matter what it comes to you. Yeah, right. Because right. it's like, this is who the fuck I am mm-hmm. at the core of Absolutely. me. So if you don't like me, then fuck you. Right. Shit, I ain't got time for this shit. And stop all this goddamn extra thinking. Right. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think so much? Like, I don't understand shit. <laughs> and the people who are okay with that and they've made it there, those are the people who are happy by themselves <clears throat> and in relationships. Yeah. Because you can't allow outside influences to be the thing that makes you happy. Right. Like, you can't, yeah, you can't keep looking out because they're not, that outside is not going to, right, it's not going to come in. The variables are too high. Yeah, when, and exactly, when that outside thing leaves, then you're stuck. You're still yeah. the same. And, you, and you're like, oh, shit, he left again. Oh, or, I'm miserable. I hate myself. Oh, I if this, I wasn't doing this, yeah. then maybe he would have stayed. And, oh, if I had just clicked my toenails a little bit more. He's like, fuck that shit. Oh, Put that color bit. on. Yeah, whatever the Put fuck. that lingerie you know I mean? on. Just, he would have been with me. Well, <laughs> it was. it's kind of like Danielle was saying, and she's saying that. <laughs> You know, we need to do this and we need to do that. But as far as cheating goes, it doesn't have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. It's Apparently not you. it does, though. That's what she's saying. Well, that's that's her yeah. opinion, though, also. Um, and I respect that. But for me, I feel like, and even after, like Danielle was saying, after mm-hmm. the book, the common trend in it is it's really not you. It's, it's issues the man. that they have. Mm-hmm. And it's not just it's a person. Yeah. It's the person that they, they have the issue, they have the inner issue that they need to fix first um, or deal with or right. learn how to 
my thing with a lot of this infidelity and intimacy is you sometimes you can't fix everything. You have to learn how to work around it. Um, you know, that's one of the things is knowing, knowing what intimacy is to another person as well. Like to you, intimacy might be different. Even though there is an actual description or people know what intimacy is, to you it might be different than it is to me. Do you think that has to do with like love languages? Yeah, it does. And I remember one time you said that you're like, different people do different things to show how they care. So to them, intimacy might be different. Right. You know, giving me giving you a gift might be part of my intimacy. While right. me, I'm the kind of person that if you give your time to me, that's my intimacy. Right. So you have to learn what that other person's intimacy is. You can't just be like... You see, I don't really see it as intimacy more so as... Like, love language, though. Like, I don't... It plays into it. I mean, if you if you think about it, it's just knowing what, what it's intimacy, intimacy to a certain person, you know? Because, like I said, to you, it might be different than to another person. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't classify that as intimacy. I would, I would actually classify that as um, your love language versus intimacy because intim- intimacy is what it is. You know, it's like it's allowing yourself to be open with somebody else. That's yeah, but that's what, part well, of it, okay, though. Okay, so your love language is how you unlock. Yeah, it's your, that's what I'm saying. Like, though. I would kind of, I would, I would more so put it what you're saying on your love language, and not what's intimate to you is different when what's intimate to me. Like, I, I would define it differently. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and to like your earlier point of Danielle, Miss Hitch, I think that. What she was kind of alluding to was like, like don't take, um, don't slack off mm-hmm. on what you did to get him. Right. Like when she mentioned the whole headscarf thing, coming to bed like that, because you know, you know damn well in the beginning, you yeah, are you ain't come, you ain't wearing no damn headscarf in the bed. Hey, Beyonce said it once in her song. What Fuck Beyonce. Say? Like, <laughs> let me cater to you. Listen to that song. <laughs> She didn't say nothing about wearing no headscarf to bed, did she? No, no. She said that she was going to keep herself together while oh, she was okay. in the marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean... It goes back to that. It's yeah, just, you do. You keep you keep what attracted this man or what got him. Like, you keep you keep that up. But do women really do that? Like, what do you mean? What like, you do mean? they really slack off? Bitch, yes. Girl, wait. What time did you get comfortable? Y'all move in together or whatever the fuck? You be like, okay, shaving my pussy, that's... Uh, priority number twelve. I'm not doing that shit. He gonna take. He gonna take this hair. He gonna take this hair because he gonna love it. I don't know about that. You know what I, I mean? can't do that. I'm like sorry. That. Like, yeah. A bitch get tired. He gonna do what I tell him to do. And I'm gonna roll over with my, with my leg hair or whatever. And that is he so gross. Yeah. It's, it's warm. It's it's what uh what Tiffany calls it winter fur. Uh, <laughs> real though it's like what but it's not just women it's men too it's like the same thing as okay when you first start dating you're together and he's bringing you flowers and whoopty womp and he's catering to you and courting you and then once y'all go together he's like can you bring me a beer out the fridge right while he's got his hand like al bundy scratching his right. balls on the couch yeah. i mean it's really no different it's like once you get comfortable and complacent you're like uh-huh. i just want you to come over and watch movies with me yeah, yeah like can we go but y'all somewhere? used to go out every saturday right but now he's like hey can you pick up some toilet paper on your way over can you like, pick up some water burger or something you know what i'm saying it's like it's the same thing. I mean, men do it too, but yeah, people really do do that. Yeah. Once you get comfortable with your partner, you're like, oh, I don't have to do all that shit anymore. 
And maybe it's not a conscious thing, but subconsciously you're like. Do you think it goes by age? No. Everyone does that? I think, and actually, I think I did that more when I was younger. Got like, real comfortable with people. And I would be like, okay, well, let me bring my sweats over. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> sweats in a ponytail. Prepared pants. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's when you know you're going to go get some because you got that. <laughs> Ready for bed outfit. I'm not gonna be wearing it long. You got, so. you got the sweatpants on and a hoodie. Oh my god, I saw a video. I saw one of the videos from Plies the other day. He was talking about women should really carry that bag. The whole talk, bag? Yeah. Talking about he saw the girl coming from all the way from upstairs to the hotel room, all the way downstairs, and she had the same on dress that she had that night before. You can't and always have your whole bag with you though. Because sometimes you don't prepare because you're, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to do this tonight. I'm going to stay with my girls. The same reason why people purposely don't shave or do things like that to keep them from having sex. You're out with your friends. You've had a little bit too much wine. And somebody slides up to you and they're like, say, baby girl. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you end up back there. You don't have your whole bag. I've never been great on video. You can't video. somebody else's whole bag. you got to have your own whole bag. Oh this is why I don't fit. Oh, my God. Must have it. I don't even know what to start with the story. Tell me I'm wrong. What are we talking about again? You said you brought it up. Wait, so you talked about me and Miranda? Yes, bitch. If you don't have your whole bag, it's because you weren't prepared. Obviously, you don't. Or maybe maybe a friend. I don't know. You know what? I'm only a random night. I don't think I've. Um, oh, yeah. I've never no? had a random. I thought you said you did. Um, well, like I had like an interesting random, but we didn't have sex. Like it, what is interesting, random? Um, well, like, we went to his house, and we had drinks, and we danced in the living room. That like, is gay. It was. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it was. And I went to sleep Very in his gay. guest bedroom. Like, it was, that's why I say it was, like, an interesting night. It was cool, but we didn't have sex. The okay. hell? Yeah. We, did we play cards or some oh shit? God. Like, I don't know. Like, and I never saw him after that what again. What kind of one-night stand is this? It wasn't, it wasn't it one. It wasn't <laughs> no. Like, we did, we, we played games and shit in his living room. We danced with the radio. It's like a relationship one-night like, stand. But it was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> what y'all do last night, Jen? <laughs> we played cards. Oh, we played cards and we danced. It was really cool. <laughs> we played some, like. Oh, my God, I'm in love. <laughs> It was so fun. We though. went to brunch the next morning. It was really cheap. <laughs> we went to Grace's. Fuck. I mean, okay, we Danielle. danced again. <laughs> okay, well, Danielle, you're in your weird so, shit. While Danielle's talking about romantic tips, dance together in the living room, looking ass head. What <laughs> kind of tips do y'all have? Because I've got you know none. What? Like seriously, like that is like one of like I've done that twice with well with dance two in guys. the living room. Yeah, with two different guys, and I will say like that was like some of the most fun, like spontaneous, random shit that we ever did. Like just <coughs> like cut the radio on. Like one guy, we were it was like during Christmas time, and we were putting up decorations. Put this Christmas. I don't. <laughs> Hang on the mistletoe. I don't know, but like I'm gonna get to know you better. So you was like woohoo, but like we were like slow dancing this in my living Like. Just random, spontaneous stuff. Like, it don't even have to be, like, just out of this world, like, buying super extravagant right. shit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel but like that also more, what depends is romantic on people's love language. Like, like, that like, kinda, like yeah. that's romantic. Like, I would say, like, the most romantic thing With the random, she don't even know his name. She's like, I don't know, some guy, I don't man. know, some guy, I don't remember that. I don't remember his romantic. I don't remember his name, but whatever. Like, you're not that memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. Okay, so I have some tips. Okay, listen to each other. 
It's um, okay. That's why you're in a relationship. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Would you like to fight? No. Outside Matt, of Carlos, you think we could get, we could, um, get <laughs> the... I know, I'm going to fight you outside of Matt's house. I'm tired By the way, Carlos Rodriguez is wearing some gray shorts. Jen, are you drunk? No. Are you sure? Because your no, hair sure just, is wide. No, I was just pulling it. But he's she wearing some gray shorts hair. around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you, Danielle. <laughs> bitch. Anyway, listen to each other. Make sure you're listening to your partner. Communication is key. Here's one that I think is interesting, and a lot of people probably would frown upon. Take a few days apart. Missing each other is a great oh, way I to reconnect. Oh, You want to live separate uh, from your yes, husband. Yes, thank you. Idea. I was going to say she idea. wants one that comes every two weeks. No, she no, wants them to come no. more than that. She doesn't want them to, like, be there all the time. Yeah, I want to come, like, three times a week. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Here's one I think is really interesting. Jesus. Um, it says find a support team, um, maybe, like, a handful of great friends or family members so that your significant other doesn't have to hear every piece of bullshit that happens in your life. That's a great like, if you're tip. like, oh, my God, listen to what this girl did at work every day. He might I, be like, bitch, yeah. I'm tired of hearing this shit. Are you going to punch the bitch in the mouth or not? <laughs> I really, I, I really agree with that because recently that actually became an issue for me. Really? Um, yeah, because like one of my guy friends was like, all you talk about is the podcast now. <gasps> wow. And Whoever you are, I will fight you outside of Max house. <laughs> yes. We're going to kick your and ass. It's like, like the podcast is like my life now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I podcast know. is life. Yeah, it's life. And so Ooh, we need that slogan. Podcast is life. Yeah. And so, like, I um, I realized that I needed to pull back from him in that instance because it was becoming too much. So when you say, like, have your support team and you have other people that you can talk to about certain stuff with so it doesn't become, like, just completely overbearing with one person. I accept the fact that I am your podcast support team. <laughs> You are. I know, because every day, every morning at 5 a.m., we're like, oh, bitch, guess what? Oh, God. <laughs> um, here's another one, and this is, I'm, like, not good at this at all. Because of the podcast, kind of, put away your phones. I'll be like, Danielle, I don't know. Pat's like, are you really on the fucking phone right now? And I'm like, I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> the message is at 5 o'clock in the morning. All day, and yes. we fight all fucking day. Yes. Right. Like, and Danielle's like, I like you today. No, she don't ever like me. She just, <laughs> like, she just knows she needs me. She's like, I guess I can't continue without her. <laughs> I think with me, it's um, keep it, keep it sweet and keep it going. Like, you know, show up at work. Girl, bye. Yes. That's Show sweet. up at work with flowers. Yeah. Show up with work. Let's go to lunch. Like something spontaneous. You're talking about something yeah. I'm doing or something that like a man would do. And something like a man would do. And also Pause. a woman. Uh-uh. Wait, Pause. also a woman. Women can do that. So you would mean to tell me you wouldn't do that for Pause. your man? Were you just complaining? Like uh, <laughs> a okay, few so weeks me, ago. Okay, so let me say something. If I really like you... Okay, so that's the point. Okay, okay, that's my point. But I'm not going to be right. romantic with a person that I don't see anything with. Okay, I'm but if I really like you, I will, I will do that for you. Shut up, Danielle. And don't judge me, bitch. Let me tell you what bitch. I find romantic. Nigga, get you. them coins. If you don't keep your ass at work and get that oh, money... Yeah. Have a job. That's you. very romantic to me. No. You don't no. leave work to come up to my job on some flower shit. You need to be at work. You need to do <laughs> what you got to do. And when you come what home, kind you of talk about... I'm talking about... Well, I, do you know people do get off uh, early in time? No. No. All day. You need to be at work all day. You need to be there. You, you need to be working be. 14 hours. That's romantic to me. No. not. But I'm going to work eight. 
You, you don't, don't need to show up in the middle of my shift talking about, work baby, like I from just 6 want to, to 30. Know, are, are you missing clients right now? You need to be at work. <laughs> well, I tell you. You know what's, like, seriously, like, romantic to me? Like, if you used to show up at my house with some motherfucking cleaning supplies. Oh. Nigga. Can, like, we, can we scrub the baseboard? Oh, my God. Can we, can we scrub the tub together? Like, oh, my God. You coming over here to clean? Oh, my God. Like. Did you bring the bleach? <laughs> Oh, my God, I love you so much right now because you, like, doing stuff in my house. Like, I love that. Like, if you come over and, like, hang some and shelves. And help me and just be helpful and, like, do some things around the house, like, honey-do oh. list type stuff. That yes. is so hot. Oh, my God. It's so, a man with a drill is, like, so sexy to me. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, what I remember. What kind of drill are we talking about? A, a <laughs> the, tip, the tip drill. <laughs> no, like, okay, like, um. Yeah, so, like, I remember one day my ex was over to my house, and he was hanging blinds for me. We had the most amazing sex after. Because <laughs> he felt like, oh, you did that for me. Oh, no, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Popping it back like, oh, my God. Look at them blinds I hanging. Love, I love that work you just put oh, in. Like, look at Mac. Oh, so, wait, so Mac, yes. Ah! Oh, my goodness. Let me get my wet wipes right quick. Oh, my goodness. Poor Danielle. I'm in love with Carlos Rodriguez right now. (laughs) And his gray shorts. (laughs) And his gray shorts, by the way. That is so funny. Um, Well, you know what? The first time we met him, they were talking about track lighting. Could this be love? Could it be? Could this be What about nagging? How do y'all feel about nagging? You think nagging is a deterrent in a relationship? Oh, it's most definitely a deterrent. And Who wants to hear people nag all day long? Like, just why you do what the fuck me? I say, and why? then we won't See, have to do that. This is what I... Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't nag if you do what I do. What I say to you. Right. If I tell you to do it and you do it the first time, I won't have, have to, to nag. nag. Exactly. I won't bring it up. But that's just—it doesn't work like that, especially not with dudes. They're like, okay, and then it's like <laughs> the cartoon where the words go like in one ear and out the other. <laughs> so when you bring it up again, they have like one word left. They're like, but you said to do. They're missing like seventy-five percent of what you told them to do. So. <laughs> is that is that your issue? No, I no. don't have that issue personally. I'm just saying, like in general. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Pat is like very good. He listens to me. Like when I say what I want to buy or what I want to get, he listens, and then he'll surprise me later with a little gift. Oh, that's so Aww. sweet. Like that's that's really thoughtful. I think that's like that's romantic. Yeah. yeah, that's romantic. It's being thoughtful and spontaneous because at the same time he's he's being spontaneous. With right. Because like, like I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Because he's surprising you. Yeah. Like yeah. like little surprises that's are what great. I said, you know, dinner. Yeah, but I need him up. to stay at work though. But <laughs> people do work from six to two thirty. People do work now, overnight. I know what people his work is. So if are off during the week. Job in the middle of the day, I'm like, what happened? Because, Did you get fired? Right. I know his, Is he not? I, oh, okay. No, I know his schedule. So I'm like, oh, I don't need to get work. <laughs> She's like clapping. Bro. Bro. I don't know why. Why are you not at work? No, but I mean, like, I'm a Taurus, and for me, like, security is 100%. So, like, I need, Absolutely. To, I need to make sure that, first of all, that I keep my job so that I can make sure that I'm taking care of my responsibilities, but that also that you have yours. Yes. That way, everybody's secure, because that... It makes me antsy when people don't have yeah, finances yeah. To, to provide for just the, the basics. So if I for fall, me, I'm like, I can need you to hold? Be at work. Yeah, exactly. It makes me panicky. Like Danielle was saying at one point um, about her people that she loves being a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Like my dad was a workaholic, so that's kind of what I see. I'm like, if you're not working, are you are you trying to provide? I guess it's because of that. Yeah, way maybe that's what it is. But I mean, like I said, you have people that don't work during. The work week that we do. Work. 
I, I look at it as a strong work, a sense of work ethic. Right. And I, yeah. li I like a strong work ethic in a man. So and just go, if you want to get Danielle, go in on your day off. She'll love you. Right. Because, well, having a strong work ethic says a lot about your character. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, your belief system, mm -hmm. you know. And you hustle. You're going yeah. gonna to get it regardless. Right. That's, like, right. you're yeah. going to take care of the people around you. Right. Once you care and for And that way I could be safe with you right. because it's I feel a, like you're going to provide security. for me. Right. right. That's the security that you get from somebody like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean, I like, don't ever do anything romantic, but we can do that when we get off work because I need to be at work. I need to be at my desk. I don't need to be out in the lobby getting flowers for you. Mm-hmm. Well, so. but then you can have that, that if that's what you want. for you. Yeah. I like that. We're different. Show up my job with some fish and fries. We good. <laughs> fish and fries? <laughs> it's a joke. I would laugh. Ugh, bitch. <laughs> I swear. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, yes. Any more relationship tips to know? Yes to know? No. Okay. That's it. How did y'all like the Trader Joe's? What is this again? I didn't get to uh, It's Chardonnay. Okay. The Charles Charles Shaw Blend Chardonnay. Did y'all like it or no? I liked it. Um, I think that the taste, uh, it was really light. Mm -hmm. And um, I liked that about it. I, I drank it before I smelled it. Okay. <laughs> um, I was thirsty. <laughs> um, I will she say was parched. it does have a kind of a buttery thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Like we talked about a little bit before. Um, or that might have been the last time. The no. finish, yeah. it did not linger. No. Not a lingering finish. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, like, it kind of cuts short. Mm -hmm. um, so I gave it a um, 20 out of 25. So it was good for me. It was good. Good. Anybody got an or and all? No. I. I. I love Chardonnay. That's what I usually drink. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I will say I liked it better than the Ben Bridge. <laughs> what was it? Bay Bridge. Bay, 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 Bay Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> the previous one. I mean, it was okay. That one I ended up, I think, giving like a 17. This one, I think I'll do a 20. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's good. I like so, it. Yeah, light and crispy. We, yeah, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. It was light and crispy, like a Lay's potato chip. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it would go well with some um, chicken. Yes. Or maybe like a seafood pasta or something yeah. like that. Maybe we're just hungry. Like a chicken, <laughs> chicken with asparagus or something uh, like that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Something light. Yeah, yeah something like, light. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Okay, so maybe we are, well, I mean, we ate. So maybe we're not hungry, but maybe we're just greedy. That's yeah. One of them, too. It tastes like, a, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess, I, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> um, as we stated before, you can catch us on on Facebook, Between Us Girls, the podcast. Instagram, Between Us Girls Podcast, Twitter, I Girl Talking Wine. You can always listen in. SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. And I think now I might have to get with my tax team, ATM Tax Express, and go do my taxes. <laughs> yeah, please go and see our girls, uh, Melinda Tillman and um, Tamara Pam. Franklin. Tamara Franklin. Or String, my bad. Yes. Tamara Franklin String. Tamara Franklin String at ATM. ATM Tax Express. Yeah. They will hook you up. Yeah. Yes. But I believe they're doing. Um, they're very. They're mobile. Hundred dollar advance. Yeah. And they're mobile. So oh, yeah. yeah they they'll come to you if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, get after it. It's tax time. You know, they just barely started releasing. Um, get them good returns, bundles. So this yeah. is the perfect time to, to get in there and, and get one. Go get your taxes, girl. Girl, you need to go out there. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, Danielle. Go ahead. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us on Between Us Girls. But don't keep it a secret. Listen and share with everyone you know. See you next week.